Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about happiness over everything. I'm Lady Bounce. And I am Picket Fence. All right, Sir Picket Fence, you got the Mindfulness Minute for us for this episode. Yes, I do. Today's episode, like you said, is about being happy. So I'm going to read something about being happy. Play to your strengths. People who regularly use one of their personality strengths in a new way every day for weeks have higher happiness and lower depression levels in the long term. To identify your strengths, answer the following questions. Think about some Think about some everyday things that you enjoy doing. What would you say you enjoy doing the most? Think back to when you were young. What were the best times? What were you doing? What are you doing when you feel most alive and full of energy? Identify and building on your strengths will help you to value yourself and encourage you to reach your highest potential Mm. word up word up so when thinking about that mindfulness minute um when you were a child and you were having those carefree moments what activity were you doing most often um i would say teenage years it was it was more about playing sports but even before teenage years it was always about being creative either listening to music, uh, trying to create plays. I used to set up plays at the house when I was a kid um, or reenactments of movies or, you know, people always be like, hey, come do that dance for me. Come do that dance for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, the creative, being creative was always the times that made me feel the best in my life. Hmm. What say you? Um, I have to say the the moments that have made me happiest throughout my life, and it's been a continual process, centers around music and and DJing. As a matter of fact, it is DJing parties or playing music for people has always been the one thing that no matter how I was feeling, it could pull me out of it. No matter you know, if it was work related, if it was home related, or just I was having a, a personal moment within myself, the only thing that has ever brought me pure, under, unadulterated joy is DJing. Mm. And now, you know, being, being a, you know, fully functioning adult and having, you know, a hectic lifestyle, the, the thing that brings me the most joy now is you know, still playing music for people when I can and just kind of vegging out. I really like to, to hang out with my family, just, you know, watching TV, having snacks, having a couple of, you know, beverages, just any time where I can get, where I can fully relax. I don't have to fulfill one of my, my titles or one of my roles. I can just be me. Those mm-hmm. are like my happiest moments right now. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can feel that. 
I definitely feel that. I mean, you know, I was thinking the other day about like, you know, you always see people about, oh, I got passports, I'm traveling here, I'm doing this. And and those aren't the things that really interest me. I mean, there are a couple of places I would like to go mm-hmm. um, for the spiritual aspect of it. Um, but I'm not a, I got to go to Jamaica, I got to go to Cancun. You know what I'm saying? That's too many people for me anyway. You know what I'm saying? I like to chill. You know what I'm saying? So for me, if I'm able to be in a creative space, that's the most enjoyable time for me. Hmm. That make that makes sense. Now, I will say on the on the to the traveling aspect, I do want to travel. Like you said, there's some places that I just would like to go for, you know, just to say that I went. But I also want to be in a financial status so that when I go to these places, I have time to really relax and enjoy where I'm going. So if I go, say, to Jamaica and I'm only there for three days, I'm trying to cram as much fun or sightseeing into that three days. So then it's really not a restful or enjoyable time because you're there for such a short amount of time. You want to do all of this stuff and you really don't have time, you know, to just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy the beach or enjoy, you know, the umbrella drinks or, you know, whatever it is. But when you have reached a certain level of financial status, then you can go to one of those places and you can stay longer and you can really get the relaxation piece out of it. Like, I would love to go to Africa, but if I have to go and, you know, see 50 things in one day and 20 things the next day and I don't really get to, like, take it in the way I want to because I got to rush back because I got to go to work or I can't afford to stay over there for a month then I'm not sure, you know, traveling is not necessarily the thing that's going to make me happiest right now. Mm. Yeah, I could definitely feel that. I definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. I, um, so, so, I mean, what are some things like we just talked about in the uh, mindfulness minute mm-hmm. for the everyday person? that could put them in a state of happiness. I guess it would have to be able to, it would have to boil down to your personal identity. What is it the thing that makes you the most happiest? What um, setting of people make you happy? You know, a lot of times um, we get caught into like, if we're in corporate America, we get caught into um, going to business parties and stuff like that. And I hated it. I hated it. I hated business parties, no matter if it was a holiday or nothing, because I don't kick it with these people. You know what I'm saying? It was like maybe one or two, maybe three people that, that you know, you would enjoy your company at your job. And, and those people, you know, I kick it with. Still, they come to some of the events and stuff. Shout out to Zach and his wife. You know, that's still somebody I would kick it with. But most of the people that... Uh, that I worked with, I didn't kick it with. So, I mean, I don't want to go to even a company party with you, you know? Um, so who are the people that make, you have to think about who are the people that make you happy. I think that we have a, a pretty small net crew that we, you know, that we hang out with, you know, um, on occasions. But mm-hmm. I just think about, you know, on a majority, like say like your Facebook friends and 
You know what I'm saying? You see people with the party and stuff like that. Like a lot of people I knew before there was a Facebook, you know, and I and I kicked it with them and I probably still kicking with those same, same, if not those same people, those same type of people. Um, we don't curse on the show, but the niggerum crowd, I don't get down with. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to club COVID to kick it. That's not my, that's not going to make me happy. Um, I would prefer a small gathering of friends. Um, and it doesn't have to be long old school friends all the time too. Like we've talked about on the show when we went to a game party. I had a great time at the game party, which was out of my comfort zone because I usually don't kick it with people I don't know, but it was a small a group of people, you know what I'm saying? And, and we and I know Amaha, I've known Amaha for 20 years, but everybody else I didn't really know. But since it was a small setting of people, it was cool. You know what I mean? Um, so what type of um, places make you happy? Is it a restaurant? Is it a dive bar? Um, the thing that makes you happy. Um, are you focused on hobbies that make you happy? If you love knitting, are you knitting a few times a week? Um, if you just like doodling, how many times of the week are you doodling? Like you said, you like music. How many? How much time do you consume music? And and you recently got back into DJing. You did your first solo DJ gig. And you talked about how happy that made you. How often are you going to DJ now? Even if it's not a gig, you can set up your uh, your equipment and you can spin for a while. Spin for the block if you wanted to. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If it's something that makes you happy, you should be trying to jam in as much time as possible between your busy life. Because when you do that, it makes the BS regular work that you have to do not so bad. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be ready to get into your happiness, you know, especially if you had a rough day. Yo, let me throw on some music. Let me, <laughs> let me throw on some music, right? Let me spend for 45 minutes to an hour, you know? Even if it ain't for the block, you just spin it for yourself out loud. Let me just, you know, spin some stuff right quick. You know what I'm saying? Just so you could get into that happy zone. And I think that's what happens in our society. We get caught in a hustle and bustle, and then we have bad days at work. And instead of jumping into that happy zone, we continue to ponder on the bad day that we've had. So now we're stuck in the bad day for no telling how many amount of hours. So I think that um, as a part of self-care, you can't just quit your job because that's not good self-care. You still got to <laughs> right. pay them bills. Right. I got to eat. You got to eat. Kids got to eat. So what we have to do is really focus on switching into that happy mode when um especially on days that you have may have had a bad day you have to i would suggest and it's early but i'm going to jump into the self-care assignment i think it was laid out in the uh, mindfulness minute lay out the things that make you the happiest and and then that's as many as you can so that you don't get bored so that you know that when you're having those you know, those rough times. Okay. 
I could do this real quick and I know that's going to put me in a good mood. You know what I'm saying? Or like you've talked about before, like you have a friend, this a friend that you can dump on, or you have a friend is this fun, you know what I'm saying? Friends for different things. I, I need to cheer up. Let me call the, the comedy chick, you know what I'm saying? Or the comedy dude. Cause I know that person gonna, you know, have me busting a gut, you know, <laughs> and put me in a happy mood. We, we have to, um, for good self-care, we have to have, use the tools that we have available to us. You feel me? I, I agree a hundred percent. And when I, when you were talking, it, it sparked a thought in, in my head about, um, one of the things that my grandmother used to tell me and, and when she would say it to me, I always kind of thought it was mean, like, oh, grandma, that's mean. But now that I've gotten older, I really understand what she meant when she would tell me to lower my expectations as it relates to other people. Because if I keep my expectations low, then that removes a lot of me feeling inadequate of being around, you know, certain people or allowing people who are not worthy to have control over my happiness. So you talked about, you know, if you have a bad day at work and then you come home and, and you talk about it and you just sit and you, you keep talking about it and you keep talking about it. And, and all that does is keep you, you know, more upset. Whereas if I had lowered my expectations of the person that I have allowed to upset me, then maybe I wouldn't be as upset as I am because I would have gone into it with the expectation that this person is going to upset me in some kind of way. And I need to put it in perspective so that I'm not unhappy as a result of something that this person has done or hasn't done. So I say that to say, you know, a lot of times we, we tend to put stock in the people that we are around, you know, a lot. And we have to remember that it is nobody else's responsibility to make us happy or to keep us happy, but it is normal and healthy to have a reasonable expectation that the people you are around are not going to make you unhappy. Yes. And if they do, you need to change the people you are around. Absolutely. I mean, and, 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 and we have to keep it real. In some cases, you can't say if it's a work situation. Yeah, that's just, just about to say it. if you it's work not, or it's a boss. You not, yeah, you, you may not be able to change those people out so quick, but it is very unhealthy to hang around people away from work that you don't that don't make you feel good. That oh, absolutely. You feel miserable around. You know, that's 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 not good. That's not good self-care. That That's we're not going to talk bad about people not doing that, but that's not, that's not cool. <laughs> right. Just say that. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's, it's not good self-care for you. And it's also not good self-care for the other person as well, because in some cases, the people that are, you know, making you unhappy for whatever reason, maybe have some unhappiness going on in their own life that they mm -hmm. don't know how to fix or they can't control. And so you kind of sometimes become a target, you know, by accident. So they may not even be targeting you, but if you allow them, you know, to make you unhappy and when you react to the unhappiness that they're giving you, that's going to make them more unhappy. 
So while you have the responsibility to make and keep yourself happy, you also kind of have an obligation to not make somebody else unhappy if you can help it. If at all possible, we need to, like we've talked about a billion times on this show, is have compassion to realize that we are all humans having a human experience and your human experience may be completely different from my human experience, but it's your experience just the same. Your feelings are valid, whether I agree with them or not. And people need to feel validated in their feelings. You know, you may not necessarily agree with with what the person is saying, but you can at least acknowledge their feelings. You don't have to take that on yourself, but you can say your feelings are valid. I can see where you're coming from. Even if you don't agree, you at least kind of give them pause where they can go. Okay, I can breathe. It's okay that I'm not okay, which, you know, that's like the new buzzword is it's okay to not be okay. We say that, but we really don't allow people the space to not be okay. You know what I mean? Like when you ask somebody how they're doing or somebody asks you how you're doing, the the go to answer is I'm fine and everything is fine. But when someone you know, when you are asked, you know, how are you feeling? And your answer isn't just, oh, I'm fine. Because we're so used to that robotic answer, a lot of people don't know how to take it when you give them a real answer. When you say, oh, well, my sciatica is bothering me this morning and my DPNL is about to get cut off. People are not ingrained or trained to give you an empathetic response other then just kind of look at you because we're so used to saying I'm fine. So if we're telling people that it's okay to not be okay, then we need to stop with the robotic answer. When somebody says, how are you? If you're not fine, don't say I'm fine. You can say, Hey, I'm having a rough day today. If you want to elaborate, you know, go ahead. If you feel safe with that person where you can elaborate, then go ahead and elaborate. But if you don't feel safe, then you can just say, Hey, I'm not, I'm not feeling it today. And that can just be your answer. But we really, I really want people to stop saying I'm fine if you're not fine. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Yeah, it's like it's lying to yourself and lying to them too. I don't know. Maybe not lying. Lying is maybe not the best word, but that's to me, that's what it feels like. It's like you faking the funk if you ain't really, if you ain't feeling funky today, then you faking the funk. I I think it boils down to what you said about being comfortable because the people you don't know always ask you that, you know, or that you're barely cool with and you don't want to divulge all your information to somebody you're not that cool with um you could respond like our our great neighbor says all the time i'm not gonna complain because you know ain't nobody gonna care anyway (laughs) or or it's not gonna do nothing for nobody if i complain you know right um or like you said you could just say you know it's a rough one today and you can leave it at that if it's somebody you're not comfortable talking with Um, But a couple of things you were talking about made me think of something I was reading earlier. And it's in mindfulness and meditation, a young person has no advantage over an old person. A rich person has no advantage over a poor person. And an educated person has no advantage over an illiterate person. People from all backgrounds and abilities have emotional and mental wrinkles that they need to smooth. Cherish the illusion that needs to be pierced doubts and deception that need to be overcome 
We all partake in the human condition and it is part of, and we are a part of the animal condition, which arises from a larger process in nature. When we lighten our own burdens, we simultaneously lighten the burdens of others as we all share a common destiny. And that was kind of what you were saying earlier when you were talking about, um, you know, basically we all have situations and, and, and if you're living, if you're trying to um, bring yourself up, bring somebody up with you, or, you know, by asking somebody, how are you doing and letting them say how they really feel, it could make them feel better. And you're going to feel better because you, you were there for somebody. Absolutely. When you ask, you know, when you ask someone how they are doing, you need to be prepared for an answer that is more than just, I'm fine. And if you are not prepared for an answer other than I'm fine, then don't ask someone how they're doing. If you don't have the time or you're not going to allow that person the space to say what they need to say or to express themselves, then do yourself a favor and do that person a favor and don't ask them how they're doing. Yeah, just say, yo. Right. Hello. <laughs> and and I, you know, ah. I think about, as you know, like you, you were just saying, I think about that when I have a, a hard time saying good morning. Like when I go to work and my coworkers are all like, good morning, good morning, good morning. My answer is always, hey, hey, because sometimes I don't know if it's a good morning yet. And then, of course, there's the play on the words. Why are we mourning? Yeah. What is good about mourning? Because when I think about being in mourning, I'm thinking about being sad and upset or missing something or someone. So if we think about language, you know, in those terms, when people say good morning to me, my answer back is always, hey, hey, or, you know, what's up? And I know they kind of look at me, me funny because I'm like, it's, it's 745. I don't know if it's a good morning yet. It is great that I woke yeah. up. Yes, it is fantastic that I woke up, but I'm not sure if it's a good morning yet. And then again, the play on words with the word morning. Why are we yeah, morning? Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I, don't, I, I don't say that. I think that uh, my uh, social media response is always grand rise. And I'm trying to get in the head of that because that can mean many things. It could just be the sun. It could be the kingdom within yourself. Or it could be something else or um, another response that I always that I use, like, especially if I see somebody in person, I say, yo, what's the word? You know, that's my response. If I see you in person or somebody like, hey, how you, you know, hello, good morning. It's something especially because I don't say, I, I, like you said, the play on word, I try not to say, you know, morning. And like you said, I don't know if it's good or not. So I say, I'm a person that's clueless. What's the word? You right. know what I mean? Habari Ghani. Yeah. What's going on? What's the word? You know? So, you know, I mean, but that's, you know, we, we still have to live, even though we may be in different planes of existence, we have to remember the average person is not that wordsy and using right. playing words. And, so and that's, that's why, why I don't, I don't go through a whole explanation. When yeah. They say, yeah. Morning, I don't I need go, Hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, I just say, what's, yo, I just say, yo, what's the word? What's the word? I like, you know that. what I'm saying? Oh, like I said, if I'm on social media, it's grand rising. Great morning. I don't know if grand rising, sun, maybe kingdom with himself or the loins. <laughs> grand rising. <laughs> 
Grand Rising. Grand Rising. You heard? Now, now, before we get out of here, now something about we're talking about happiness and being happy and thing and doing what makes you happy. Happiness over everything. You heard? Um, but it's not easy. We don't want you to think that we're taking it lightly and, and saying it's going to be easy. It can be really, really hard. Um, what was I? I was reading something else. If I could find it real quick before we get out of here. Change only happens in our life when we want it badly enough. When it is just too painful to endure in another day of the same old thing. A revolution must happen deep within a strong determination to embark on a new course of action, whether that might be looking for a new job, getting more exercise, or going back to school. The initial change may prove difficult, but with each action taken, a new path comes to seem easier and gradually becomes a new routine. But change never happens without the inner resolve followed by decisive action. So basically, like I said, it's going to be rough. But if you are tired of being unhappy, it's time to do things that make you happy or return you to your happy place. And like I said, in the Mindfulness Minute, it listed things that you can do, make a list of things that, that made you happy when you were a kid. Make a list of things that make you the most happy right now. That is your self-care assignment for this week. Write a list of the things that make you the most happiest. You could break it down into section. What music puts me in a good mood? What friends bring me the most joy? Um, what activities make me laugh? What type of TV shows make me feel better? Um, podcast. There's only one. Fly with us podcast. <laughs> it's about self-care. Where could you go wrong with that? Uh, <laughs> so that's your self-care assignment for this week. Now it's time to jump into my favorite part of the show. Brain science, science, science. Okay, so before we get into the brain science, something you said sparked another thought. I have a quote on my um, on my printer at work, and it says, if you care enough for a result, you will work to attain it. And that quote is by William James. So when it comes to happiness, if you care enough about being happy, you will do what it takes to make yourself happy within reason. I don't want you to go robbing banks or doing anything criminal because that's going to make you sad in the long run. Yeah, Definitely. So now let's get into this brain science uh, this week. So 10 ways to trick yourself into being happy. So we know that there are a lot of unhappy people charging around these days. After all, the 21st century has been a bit of a rough start. It began with the whole Y2K computer square scare, followed shortly after by September 11 terrorist attacks. Then the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq started, and now we are facing a global pandemic. On top of a global economic meltdown that affected nearly every nation on the planet. So, yes, there are plenty of reasons for us to be unhappier than ever. Luckily, we can actually whip up a bit of our own happiness when our own surroundings are short on it. By creating happiness strategies, 
we can instill happiness in ourselves. So here are 10 quick things. First of all, hang out with smiling people. Hang out with people that make you happy. Now we know if it is in terms of your workplace and the people you work with make you unhappy, we understand that. However, find you one or two coworkers that you can laugh with and be yourself with and that you can trust to keep the conversations and the jokes just between the two of you. That will allow you to have an outlet and some happiness at work. Be a smiling person yourself. It can really set positive energy to be constantly nitpicking another person all the time. And then dealing with her, his or her potentially negative resulting reactions. So lay off any nagging that you might feel drudging up and watch what happens to your body, watch how you feel, when you just smile yourself, smile. Um, treat yourself to a tasty and healthy meal. One of my favorite forms of self-care is a cheat meal. So it may be, you know, that Reese's cup, or it may be that, you know, lunch from a fast food restaurant on, on a day where I just really packed my lunch and I just really don't want to eat what I packed because I need to pick me up. Food is, is one of those things that makes me happy. Now we would like you to err on the side of healthier options, but sometimes you need that, that bag of Cheetos and a glass of soda. And that's, what's going to make you happy at the moment. I say, go for it. Um, test your green thumb. So plant something, plant a garden, plant a small window plant if you're not a person with a green thumb I don't have a green thumb however I have some little um kind of I call them fail me not plants where you really can't kill them or muck them up they come with really simple directions they sit on the windowsill they get the the light and you water them every couple of days it's great because I don't have a green thumb to be out in the garden um this is a one one that I like a whole lot it's called the five percent trick Sometimes happiness seems, tends to evaporate when you're feeling overwhelmed by all of your tasks. Leisure time is quickly becoming history. So even when we're not at work, we devote very little time to our passions. So instead, we end up filling our free time by taking care of things that accumulate in our lives while we're working, like cleaning the house, making doctor's appointments, taking care of other people. So a way to combat that is the 5% rule. So saying something like, if I were 5% more responsible today, I would blank. By filling in a blank, we can identify and fix things we might not even know are bugging us in an incremental and bite-sized manner. Overwhelming situations can become more manageable, leading us to a happier outlook as a result. Here's our favorite. Crank the tunes. File music away. Create playlists for your different moods. If you're feeling down, create a playlist that's going to bring you up. If you are feeling up, create a playlist that's going to take you even higher. If you're in a chill, melancholy mood, find music for that too. There is music for everything that ails you. It is the cure. Use your money to do something nice for somebody else. It doesn't have to be expensive. Think of it as retail therapy for yourself because you get to spend money. 
but you also get the joy of uplifting someone else when you buy them something. It doesn't have to be expensive. Like I said, you could buy your coffee for your coworker. You can stop on the way home and buy your spouse a rose or a trinket or something small that they may like that doesn't have to be expensive. Then you're both going to feel happy. And depending on what that thing is, it may make your evening a whole lot happier too. I'm just saying. Volunteer for your favorite cause. Um, consider volunteering in person. You may even live longer as a result. When we give back, service is the rent we pay for living, as Maya Angelou says. And she also says, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. So if you're doing your something and you're giving back, that's going to instantly lift your spirits because you are able to help somebody else that is in need or help them with a situation that they can't fix and take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um this one I'm not too keen on. I'm, I'm getting better, but go work out, exercise, that cardio, put on some music, get that heart rate pumping. That's going to make you happier. Your waistline is probably going to get a little smaller and that's going to make you happier when you look in a mirror at yourself and notice your body changing. It's also going to help you change your eating habits as well. You know, that's a, a side effect of exercise is once you get the body you want, you want to maintain it. So you're going to start eating healthier and your body is going to thank you for it. And as we talk about self-care and healthy eating, that is part of self-care is that physical self-care, that exercise and that, that good diet. And Last but not least, get a pet. A pet will give you unconditional love every single day, no matter what. If you don't do pets or have a pet, I would say in exchange for this, play with a baby. If you have the luxury to have a young child in your life, it will do the same for your spirit and your endorphins as a pet. As you watch that child explore new things or learn new words, taste new foods, it takes you to a simpler point in your life, a simpler time, and it kind of allows you to live in the moment because babies and young children don't have the struggles and the stress of the world. All they have is themselves. And so everything is new to them. So watching a, a baby explore their world will bring you a wealth of happiness because it just takes you, it takes you down. It takes the stress out of you. You just get to play with this baby, which is the same as playing with a, a pet or having a pet, you know, if it's a dog or a cat or, you know, a pet that you can interact with. I mean, fish are nice because you can watch them and watch their carefree lives as they swim around. But I'm thinking of a pet that you can actually reach out and touch and play with and be interactive with. Because they love you unconditionally, just like babies. They love you unconditionally. They don't care about your your rough day because they don't even know what a rough day is. That doesn't exist to them. So you can really kind of just sink and play in their world. You can color, blow bubbles. I know for, for, for us, having our goddaughter come over is the absolute greatest thing. Just watching her walk around and explore and, and do things and discover it definitely takes whatever I'm thinking about that's upsetting me. It takes it right out the second I see her face. Word up. Definitely. Definitely. We well, yo, that's our show for this week. Remember, you can find us on all social media, whether it's Facebook, IG, Twitter, TikTok. 
You can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Um, we do have limited edition merch to end out the summer going into fall. So if you would like a t-shirt, we do now have some hoodies that we'll be posting on our Facebook page in the next couple of days. Please support our mission to teach and share self-care and fly with us. Fly with us. First, love yourself. What could be better? What do you say all the time? You can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. So the Fly With Us podcast is your daily source of self-care. Please like, share, follow, subscribe. Definitely share. If you see one of the daily self-care assignments that we post on Facebook and IG and Twitter, please send it to a friend. Send it to a friend. Also, if you would like to come on the show to talk about self-care and how you do self-care, send us an email with it at flywithusla at gmail. No, flywithusla at gmail.com. It's your boy, Picket Fence. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. We out of here. Peace. Peace.